0: You're listening to a Rock Candy Podcast.
1: What's missing from this picture? It's just me. Without Meg Pond! There's just one Pond!
2: Coming to you from Magnified Studios, Magnified Pod presents Pods from the Penalty Box, a nostalgic sampling of skate punk albums from the 90s Christian alternative scene. Join us in the pit. I'm Andrew. I'm John. And this is our podcast, and that's our Food Lion. That's right. <laughs> John, we only have uh, one, more, one more week of Mm. this intro
3: yeah um might have to keep saying that's our food land forever though
2: (laughs) uh absolutely unequivocally yes so we you might be some people might be thinking you guys what are you talking about you have one more week you're literally on this episode talking about the last thing Mm. that Goody hook ever released Mm. what could you possibly have in store for us next week well, dear listener, <laughs> next week, John and I will be sitting down and having a conversation with none other than Joel Bell.
3: Hey, hey, I've heard of that guy?
2: Lead singer, gody Hook, uh, all around cool dude. Mm-hmm. We've been chatting with them mm-hmm. uh, throughout these episodes, and yeah, we're gonna have a have a conversation. And do the old the old magpod interview that we do. That's right. That's really what we always call it before we start. The, <laughs> we're you know we don't we don't have a we don't have like a pre-interview like saying of any kind. <laughs> now to the words that you're gonna listen to and answer questions mm. about. Yep. You that's got a, just... you got a better i think that works i think that's strong the old the old magpod interview thing
3: gather gather your family around <laughs> gather come around the radio
2: yep we've yeah we're we're sort of the you know the kind of like a early you know early 20th century just gather around be like oh magnified pod yeah Telling we you should. about how delicious cigarettes are.
3: <laughs> we should send out decoder rings to Patreon punks <laughs> and give them special messages in the show. Oh, yes. This is kind of a good idea. <laughs> yeah. This is a great
2: idea. I'm going to, I have some other swag that I've been meaning to send to our $10 level people. Mm. Um, but I will. Be, well, hold on. Mm.
3: Let's. Ooh, rummage, What's rummage. Ooh.
2: What's this, John? Can you hear this? I mean, so. you, you can, you can hear it and you can see it. So <laughs> it's a, it's a special thing. Come in, come in mm. to the, uh, come to the $10 a month people. Uh, so soon. many
3: teases in this intro.
2: I know. Um, well, one thing that I'm not going to tease much longer is this beer that is sweating profusely yeah. to my, to my right. What you got? You know, I got the hammies, bro. It's, Ooh. it is a hammies evening. I'm doing I'm doing the Frenzel ROM here, doing um, beer and a shot. Uh-huh. Not right so on. much a not so much a shot as it just is a, a poor a poor sure. whiskey. But,
3: yeah. but um, right on beer Can't and a shot. Yet. Terrible. My pants a... are falling down. <laughs> oh, my fucking pants fell off. <laughs> uh...
2: <laughs> we are doing um Frenzel Pod next season. Ooh, that'd be kind of cool um i would love i would love to talk to those guys those guys are just yeah. absolutely bananas i would love to talk to them
3: what do they have to now? we'll find out I, I feel like they're still doing music <laughs> all right right on uh i'm still doing this uh, celery sour ooh celery gosa beer um so can't go wrong there definitely not i do not have any liquor to wash it down but i do have a grapefruit sprint drift um but you know, I'll uh, cast all my spindrift aside if it means Sanso <laughs> is in the picture. Love that Sanso.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: We uh, also I just want we, to apologize. We will too. take
2: we will take any we'll take any spawn con from Sanso in a second. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. You're gonna
3: <laughs> apologize for repeatedly saying Ivan's name wrong. Ivan, I apologize. Uh, thank you for sending us delicious drinks. I appreciate the fact that me mispronouncing your name uh, doesn't mean that you didn't send us delicious drinks. So <laughs> thanks again. <laughs> yeah,
2: i've I've been enjoying the additional Sanzo flavors. I had um, another Calamansi the other day. I had a mango today.
3: I already finished my box, bro.
2: You finished them already? I'm all out. Oh
3: damn! I have it's time for some more.
2: I have a a rotating. I have rotating flavors. So hmm. I, you know, i have LaCroix, Trader Joe's, yeah. Sanso, Aha, Bubbly, you know, whatever. I just kind of have just rotating sparkling water yeah. flavors at all
3: times. When we run out of uh, Christian alternative bands from the 90s to cover, we're just going to switch into a water podcast and people <laughs> won't even notice the change. It'll just be like, yeah, <laughs> no, this makes sense.
2: <laughs> yeah, they magnified pods slowly turned into a water based
3: podcast. We didn't even so, notice. So gradually, yeah. Yeah,
2: that's um, like
3: Simpsons, like the Simpsons, yeah, track.
2: yeah. Fox turned into a hardcore porn network so gradually we didn't even
3: notice. Uh, yeah, it's a similar thing happening here.
2: <laughs> um, um, so one thing, John, I think we should do while we are cracking our beers, mm-hmm. um, is I think we we need to raise a glass, Definitely. um, to the memory of banana man combat chuck Mm -hmm. sean matthews um who tragically died recently you know we've been talking we've talked about him and invoked his invoked Mm -hmm. combat chuck and banana man and i mean banana man very recently just (laughs) this season and Mm -hmm. and last season of course because of five iron frenzy um we've Never met the guy, you know, but he did was close with a lot of the people that we have yeah. talked with um, in the last few years. So um, I wanted to, I, if, if people want to donate to the GoFundMe, there is a, um, a GoFundMe that I retweeted. So you can go to the, memorial fund for sean matthews it's um you know they all the money will go directly to uh his wife um so yeah just very sad
3: yeah really really shocking and sad to see that news and we know he was a really really important part of this community and by all accounts a great guy and um yeah a, a dear friend to a lot of folks in the scene who've become our friends so Yes, sorry for um, his loss to the community and his family and, yeah, just people who, who've who counted him a friend over the years. So, yeah, very sad. Yeah,
2: it's, it's very sad. Um, so, hey, to Combat Chuck.
3: Yeah, man. To Banana Man. Banana Man. Cheers. Cheers to his memory.
2: Yes. I know that they're uh, kind of transitioning from that, you know, Uh, there's just a lot of, there's lots of heavy stuff, man. There's just so much heavy stuff going on in the world. There's just so much heaviness and, and sadness. And I've just been weighed down and beaten down with it a lot in, in the last month. And doing the pod is always sort of that oasis for me getting to, um, getting to see my boy, Um, and just listening to, uh, to the, uh, our community of people, um, reach out and, and, and share and just talk with us has been, uh, has just been really nice. So, um, thanks everybody to, for continuing to lift, lift us up. Um, and so why don't we go to some of those, Mm. um, those said
3: folks let's do it
4: hey what's up guys your boy danny stairs uh calling in um i just wanted to take a minute here just to uh, thank andrew for his uh, his oh shit what do you call this stupid segment um it's not joy boys fuck it's early monday morning um fuck the takes not thoughtful thoughts. Jesus Christ. I, I, My brain can't figure out what this segment's called. Uh, but, Andrew, I just want to thank you for um, calling out this uh, bodily autonomy of women. Um, I mean, I, I think most of your listeners probably already think about those things and are on that train and on that bandwagon. But uh, I don't know that we see all the specific examples, and I don't know that there are enough men in America actually not just thinking about it and agreeing, but you know, speaking out and, and, and coming out in favor of these things. So I appreciate that you take this opportunity to, to share those kinds of things and that you care about these things and, and want to uh, make sure that um, other people hear these things and, and celebrate uh, women who are, you know, refusing to give up that autonomy uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, society kind of has told women that, you know, we as men are, that's what their bodies are for. And so I, I, I love that you, you you highlight those things and it's such a thing that you feel so strongly about. So uh, thank you. Um, I'm sure I'll have more to say soon. Magpile for life.
3: Thanks, buddy. I yeah, thanks. So.
2: Yeah, I think this is an issue that men need to be more vocal about. It like I understand that like there are plenty of men who probably hold personal beliefs about these kinds of issues Mm. uh i think it is one of those issues that there needs to be more vocal support from men behind uh issues of women's rights bodily autonomy like it's all extremely important and um i will never stop shutting up about it if i hear something or i'm upset about something or i see some sort of injustice or something like that i will i will call it out i am not afraid to speak my mind on this issue
3: yeah absolutely like dan i appreciate you doing so
2: thanks man uh some more thoughtful thoughts from our boy danny stairs
4: hey what's up guys your boy danny stairs here uh just weighing in on the last the final goatee hook lp um not my favorite there were some songs that were like oh this is okay like if you put this on like if we were hanging out and you played this album i wouldn't be like oh fuck this i don't want to listen to however long this album is but i don't think i'm ever going to seek out any of these songs to listen to them again um quite the departure from form. I can see why both of you struggled with it uh, for quite some time. Um, and then your guys' musical tastes have probably matured, whereas you know me, when you only like, like three bands, you don't really have to change your taste much. But um, this was just, this was too far out of my, uh, out of my wheelhouse, out of what I'm looking for. Um, if I wanted music that was similar to this, I'd probably just go to other bands but that's just what they do. Because uh, I feel like they do a better job, um, because that's not really Gody Hook's lane, at least in my brain, uh, even if this is all really well done, which, I don't know, I'm no expert on that, but it, it just wasn't, it wasn't what I want from Gody Hook. It wasn't the, it didn't didn't put me, it, it didn't uh, didn't uh, get me going, didn't, didn't float my dick, uh, was not fully <laughs> submerged, etc., and so on, whatever other euphemisms. I I could throw in there. But, um, you know, it wasn't the worst thing I ever listened to either. Uh, Looking forward to hearing the last six songs because I did not even know there was an EP after this at all. Um, I at least had heard of this album. So, um, looking forward to that. Uh, You know, looking forward to what else is coming up. So, Magpie for life. Toodaloo, motherfuckers.
3: Thanks, buddy. Um,. What I will say is, if you were not feeling two years to never, I don't think you're gonna be feeling six songs. Um, But, you know, I I appreciate your response and I did not uh, disagree with it when the record came out. You know, as we covered last week, I think spending some more time with it, coming to it on its own terms has helped me sort of shift my perception of it a bit. Um, And I wanted to call out a few people who weighed in on our question of the week which as a recording I just put up today, so we haven't gotten maybe as many uh, responses as we'll get to read yet, but just a few that have come, come in so far, I kind of, we kind of asked the question like, what do you think about Two Years to Never? You know, it was maybe a divisive record. Did you appreciate their turn into a new sound? Where does it rank among their discography for you these days? Uh, Jesse J. Arsenault also weighed in on Instagram saying, Two Years to Never was my first and only Go to Hook CD. I always knew people loved them, but I was just late. I heard Mach 3 on the Cheapskates comp. Uh, which you called out before, Andrew. Yep. Uh, that's why I bought it. If I had heard Suma Surprise and Banana Man first, I probably would have been a big fan. Fascinating to hear about somebody whose window into Godie Hook was this record.
2: Yeah, and that Mach Three, which yeah. I I had called out on the Cheapskates because I had those those comps back in the day and I listened to them a lot. Uh, and we've called out on that episode that Mach Three was to me like. I thought a curious choice as a single and it still is not one of the better streamed songs right. of, of, on the album. So that's, that is curious. Maybe, maybe it struck core differently 20 years ago, yeah. but, uh, or maybe that's the sound that they were really trying to go for but, uh, or maybe they felt like it was the most one of the more accessible songs or the most representative. But, mm-hmm. um, I, it is interesting that that is the song that yeah. was like the, the, like, oh, this is interesting. I got to go pick this album up.
3: Yeah. It worked for Jesse. Um, and Aaron Schroeder on Facebook said, where I was at in my life, the album just hit me the right way. They matured a bit, which I appreciated. I did miss the unbridled punk from previous albums, but Two Years to Never was able to stand on its own for me. Um, Brandon Staub uh, on Instagram says it's his number one mm-hmm. with the Goody Hook Records, which is a hot take. Um, and uh, Kevin Lester on Twitter said, you liked it quite a bit back then, but appreciate it even more over the years. I wish their previous albums could have sounded as good as this one came out. I uh, agree with all that.
2: I you know that's that's one area that I I agree because we will be, sharing our rankings of of the four uh main releases of gody hook at the end of this episode um i don't think anybody will be surprised necessarily but one of the things like it just sounds better it just sounds good and i do wish that there could be a way to revisit some of these these uh especially banana man that I, that there is something lost to that. And the, yeah, all yeah. the, all the experimentation that they did on two years to never with different instruments. And I just, that, I feel like there could have been something cool done. Um, you yeah, know, maybe we'll never, we'll never, we'll probably never know, but yeah, yeah, I do. I do appreciate that. That take.
3: Yes. Agreed. Uh, plenty for us to unpack when we get into six songs here today
2: yes um we got a uh, something from our boy jason from unoriginal vinyl maybe a little more interesting history
1: Ooh.
0: and now it's time for another episode of interesting history with unoriginal vinyl two years to never releasing another goatee hook record ever again edition I call this segment the sympathy for the record label portion of this podcast. Why would you have sympathy for the devil? Well, it's kind of like the story of growing up. When you're a record label and you put all of your money, efforts, promotion, marketing dollars into a band like Goaty Hook, and then they promptly do an about face on their third record. Or let's take Squad 50 as another example of this, or right. Value Pack, right. to a lesser extent. You are caught with your pants down with a loyal fan base. And suddenly you have to do a lot of explaining to not only the fans, but also the Christian bookstores. Where do I file this? Where does this band now fit in my music? Jesus chart that used to be in the Sounds Like Green Day, Sounds Like Epitaph Records category, and now we've transferred them into the Sounds Like Shades Apart or Game Face category, not particularly marketable. So Tooth and Nail found themselves obviously in this situation where they had to take a lot of their legacy and most popular bands, and throw them in the garbage in favor of what Hot Topic was preferring, which was this new and aggressive emo slash metalcore genre from Florida and places uh, farther east and to the south that were exciting. And uh, unfortunately, the results of which you can sort of see: the bands weren't making good or interesting music. And the people were not buying those bands' records anymore. Consequently, I guess this is growing up. But in this case, I feel sympathy for Tooth and Nail, quite frankly, because they had
3: a lot of splaining to do. Some some hot takes from Shadow Producer Jason there.
2: Yes, I mean I don't I don't disagree. Uh, I did hear that this was the case specifically. F- Uh, for squad five oh that they went pretty much a full switch from that ska punk to glam rock right Right. and after they got that like major label sign deal and and it's just like what the hell is this and a lot of fans and people were like what what is going on Um, you know, but I don't, and I honestly, I don't feel like two years to never, even though it was a departure. Um, I I feel like six songs is the bigger departure. If they went from songs we didn't write to six songs, I'd be like that. That is, it is a big jump.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it is a big jump to two years but it's like a colossal jump to six songs. They sort of continue on in that trajectory even more. It's interesting, I hadn't necessarily thought about the label being upset about these changes, because I think in my head, whenever I sort of imagine these, I imagine them as sort of pressure from the label to be like, hey, pop punk isn't doing as well anymore, let's do this new thing. But it makes sense that it could just have easily have been the band being like, we want to move in this direction and the label being like well we were interested in this sound. So yeah, I I would have sympathy in that case, but it's it just interesting how many bands that happened for as we've talked about that like the pop punk bubble was bursting, but it's I mean, yeah, we can't point to that many artists that tried that and it was successful for, right? Like
2: Not on not on tooth and nail, that's for sure.
3: Yeah. I mean, I guess there are bands that broke through you know, in the early two thousands with the explosion of emo who maybe didn't start out as emo, but like a lot of those pop punk bands who tried something, I don't think it really paid off for most of them with these swings, but
2: well, you know, the, uh, we did, we did talk about them last episode, but fallout boy being sure. one of them yep. just going just like fully ditching pop punk altogether. Right. In in and, instead going with a full just radio pop uh, approach
3: yeah so, i suppose i think about them a little differently because they were fully in the 2000s when they started you know what i mean and like i missed out on a lot of that stuff because i was never really that that to me feels like after the sort of pop after punch, it had skate already, bunk thing had already kind of fallen by the wayside so i never really got that's
2: fair that early 2000s fueled by ramen scene was maybe right, a little right. bit a little bit different yeah. um interesting
3: yeah. conversation though sure definitely definitely when is it an artist who wants to do it when is it pressure when do they think they should do this when do they just want to do it because they're interested in that or because other people are doing it yeah it's a, it's an interesting phenomenon Andrew Cackler appears to have opened a door to cackle and then closed it but then kept cackling
2: (laughs) the door can't stop the cackler
3: (laughs) I like that he's incorporating new elements new sound (laughs) effects (laughs) he's a he's
2: a foley artist if anything
3: (laughs) that's right Oh man, he should, he should be making some money as like some sort of voiceover artist if he's not already <laughs> getting those cackles out there. I was literally just thinking the other day, like, we haven't heard from him in a little while, but whenever he decides to, it'll be the perfect time. And it was true. It was true. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't pepper it on too much. Uh, He doesn't go too long. It's just the right amount of cackling. Uh, Yeah.
2: It's, this is the, it's the Goldilocks of cackling
3: is what it is. (laughs) Uh, Yes. That's what we should call him from now on. (laughs) Yeah. His, Uh, his,
2: his cackling is just right.
3: (laughs) Oh man. We should, we should, we should do a collab and make some uh, Phantom Cackler merch while, while we're at it. Uh, you know,
2: I've, uh, yeah, or uh, I can sample it and do like a Cackler remix of some kind.
3: Ooh, I like that.
2: <laughs> Just a Phantom Cackler summer banger.
3: Ooh, yeah, with some beats under that. Mm, Sounds good.
2: Mm. Uh, we need to call out our boy, Robert Snyder, mm. uh, Patreon punk. AKA uh,
3: the listener who has binged the most episodes in the shortest amount of time.
2: Correct. <laughs> so he... He sent us an email that said, okay, I finally did it. I have my <laughs> rankings for the MXPX albums. Hmm. Aside from some singles, I was really only familiar with the discography up through their passing moment until listening to the pod. I re-listened to the album discussions you did and had to listen to some of the albums multiple times to nail down my rankings. But this is what I came up with. Um, and... Honestly, John, just sort of like perusing the list, doing like just that, just passing over. Yeah. I would need to relook at our rankings. But yeah. this is not too different, I think. No, it's,
3: it's pretty close. It's Sorry, pretty so all...
2: close. So yeah, he's got, uh, we'll start with number 10. Um, before everything and after, which was my number 10. And then he goes secret weapon. So those were switch for us. You were secret weapon before everything and after. Then eight is you. seven is plans, six is self-titled, uh, five ever passing moment, then panic, then into the top three, got teenage politics, slowly, and then life in general, which were our top three, but just in a different order.
3: Right. So was that our uh, top four? Did you have panic if, if four?
2: I think I think we I th- I can't remember if I had I think we talked about how panic
3: that and the four.
2: self titled could be right. yes. swapped for yes. me. Yes. Um I if had I'm remembering
3: four and self titled five, and you had the other way around. Yep. Yeah.
2: It's it was, yeah. I I feel like I love I love panic and I love the self titled. Um so they're both they're both so they're such strong contenders for me but yeah um but i uh but he says he's going to listen to the five iron reviews and provide some nice. takes and corrections Ooh. so
3: he he was the one who left the uh podcast review where it said i apologize for the negative things i said about all the hype <laughs> uh in our that voice
2: is, that is true yes he's he is going to be the one to uh declare um not dissimilar from uh from meg from monterey that mm-hmm. all the hype is a great album um we're just we're just not going to <laughs> it's an album we're, we're it's an album we're just not going to agree with the all the hype stands out there john i just i just don't know what to, i just i don't know what to tell you
3: sorry everybody um but yes thank you robert uh we we largely agree with your with your takes here um we should also call out uh our dude james who emailed us um should i read this one yes yes please Just go for it uh, James says, uh, hey, Andrew, John, I'm not one to email a podcast, but I felt compelled to reach out to y'all after finding the podcast back in January. Just finished the Five and Frenzy series, still making my way through the back catalog. Your show connects with me on a multitude of levels, face stuff, non face stuff, y'all's humor, and the music. I grew, away. I grew away from a lot of this music after high school, as you do, but I never thought I'd be able to listen to hours of entertaining banter about music that was as important and impactful part of my adolescence, but also pretty obscure to most people. Not many people are aware of Dogwood or Goaty Hook. Love what y'all are doing. Can't wait to see what's down the line. And he went on to recommend a few bands. Mm. And Andrew, I mean, I don't wanna I don't wanna spoil anything here.
2: I think you I think we need to, I think we just need to uh because John, let's be, let's be honest, it's not that far away. It's August. It's true. It's, it's coming. It's, it's it's coming around the corner.
3: You know, for your for your spoopy stands out there, yes, uh, like your boy who loves a good scare, loves October, loves Halloween. August is usually about the time that I'm like, cool, Halloween's coming real soon. <laughs> and I get very excited. And I pitched this idea of a, an October miniseries where we cover some spooky bands from the Christian alternative world. Uh, and Andrew's into it. So that is what is coming in October, people. Get ready. Magna Fright Pod. Was that... Coming.
2: <laughs> was that what was that what i pitched last week off i pod? think so i, I like couldn't i could magna fright pod i couldn't remember what it, i i remember there was something that i just i i pitched off the cuff but i couldn't remember <laughs>
3: i think that's pretty good we can okay. work you it yeah, yeah workshop. suggestions folks let us know but i, <laughs> I do like Magnifrite. pod is yeah.
2: uh it's just gonna be uh we're gonna do i don't know maybe do month long yeah uh do like one-off bands you know yes uh maybe some some deadlines. Um, yes. uh, some um,
3: uh,
2: the Calibretto, the 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 Joe. Um,
3: yes, perhaps uh, Harley, Harley Poe. Harley Poe, yeah, it's yeah, Calibretta yeah. Calibretto 13's new Calibretto Thirteen, yes, yes. Grave new, Robber. Ba- new
2: band that's been around. It's been around right. for like
3: <laughs> new band post Calibretto, <laughs> um, perhaps yes. uh, Grave Robber, another band, and then uh, James's recommendation here: Blaster the Rocket Man. Um, rocket so boy. Touch, oh yeah i don't see i got i got a lot to learn blast with the rocket well it was boy and then man right i believe that's what happened is I it they went from boy to man as you, know as you do <laughs> we will we'll learn more in october blaster um,
2: the rocket man
3: there you go i think they yeah. were boy at some point so we're both right yeah it's um, it
2: formed in the early 90s as Blaster the rocket boy there you go and signed to with a uh, boot to head records 94 Yep. but that yeah they they yeah they were a uh, a horror punk band from uh, indianapolis so
3: yep. yeah you wouldn't think there'd be too many horror punk or horror you know whatever bands to choose from from the alternate christian of oh, oh boy i'm struggling from the alternative <laughs> christian scene we've been covering but there are several just enough for a spooky month of, of a special miniseries so get your get your tombstones ready for that i don't know <laughs> i um, do like
2: i do like these uh these covers that i'm seeing
3: they're pretty cool man there's a yeah. lot of cool stuff there we can't get to everything but we'll we'll touch on on some of each of those probably yes um so anyway that's coming he says perfect for halloween october episodes which you're correct about also, recommend Squad as number two, which uh, we may be getting to later this season. Uh, we'll see. Um, and 90 Pound Wuss was his uh, third recommendation, which we've said many times if and when we do a hardcore season, they will certainly make the cut. I would really love to do a hardcore season. Maybe it's a little shorter. I don't know. We'll see, but I think that'd be really fun.
2: I do think um, that'd be fun.
3: So, thanks, James. Great suggestions all the way around. Glad you're digging yep. the show.
2: Yes. Thanks, man. Um, so I think that's uh that's it for voicemails sure I think and emails thanks yes. everybody thanks folks, for uh reaching out um so John I think we just we should keep the love train choo-choo <laughs> going a little bit because yes. I think we need to talk about some things that are bringing us joy in our ongoing segment joy boys happy
1: happy joy joy
2: Happy, happy, joy, joy,
3: joy. <laughs> um, yes. What's, what's bringing you joy right now? So there's
2: uh some music coming out. Hmm. And I have, there's some cl- conflicting feelings that I have. Because as everybody who's been listening to the pod knows, um, one of my... All time favorite bands is Between the Buried and Me. Mm-hmm. And last year, I purchased VIP tickets for a show in St. Paul that was supposed to be in May. And obviously, it got canceled and it got rescheduled to August. And. <sighs> it's coming up in when, when this comes out, it'll be less than two weeks away. It's, it's supposed to be happening on the 21st and I am not feeling super comfy with the state of things right now. Yes. Uh, As the Delta variant explodes and other Lambda variant is another thing that's on the horizon that Mm -hmm. is showing resistance to the vaccine, which is hella cool. (sighs) Really loving that. Thanks everybody for not getting vaccinated. Um, It was really nice to have one month of something that felt normal. Um, So, but this is a joy boy segment, but what I'm saying is (laughs) uh, I've been so looking forward to the possibility of this show. Yeah. And I don't know what's going to happen in two weeks, but what I am, what I will say is between the Barry to me is releasing a new record. Mm-hmm. Um, soon. That'll be their first record in three years. Um, Colors two. Now for those of you who are BT Bam fans you will know that Colors is one of their most highly regarded records and to release an album called Colors 2 I, I mean it, it it'd be it'd be like you know taking the most perfect piece of art mm-hmm. and like or like the most perfect film and trying to one-up it or like do like, it's just, it's hard to imagine taking something yeah. that is so beloved by fans and being like two, uh, <laughs> because it's this album at this point was came out 14 years ago. Colors did. And, um but the two, songs that they have released so far fix the error and revolution in limbo uh really to me capture that colors sound which is uh exciting to me yeah that they that the that the two songs that they've released sort of take me back to that that era of their music and it's not that their their music and the albums that they've released in recent years haven't been sort of, the, of in the same vein of their progressive metal or anything but mm-hmm. uh, uh listening to it it's it, it is giving me those kinds of vibes and uh the, you should people should check out the fix the error music video because it's an animated video and it's the artwork is super cool and they have some guest drummers on on that track, and they appear in the music video as well. And it's, I'm, it. I mean, almost certainly, this is going to be in my top albums of the year. It's yeah. it's just pretty much a guarantee. Sure. Uh, Any time that Between the Barry and Me releases a record, it yeah. is, it is in my top. Is in my top albums of the year
3: well um, and a, a sequel to a beloved classic
2: yeah i know i mean like it, it'd be like it would be like if radiohead did like kid a2 you know it'd just be <laughs> like b be like, yeah, <laughs> yes seriously yeah. i mean that well, people would be like that's kind of a bit risky to right because te- uh... they, they could have easily just called it anything else
3: right but It's a it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for
2: him. (laughs) And it could be it could be that they're continuing some storylines from from that record. That sort of like continuing some of those themes. That could be part of it too. Um, I you know need to see once the album comes out and kind of uh, compare and and see kind of what 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 the albums are together and and how they and how they sync together and everything. But I. I don't, I, there aren't two there. It's not every, every year. There's not an album that like gets me super psyched every year, you know, like this, especially, I mean, I have, I, I love a lot of bands, but this being one of my, my all time favorites, it's, it's, it's a moment. It's a, it's a moment to, to relish and to be excited about. So yeah, uh, I've already pre-ordered the vinyl, of course. So right. I, I am very anxious to listen to it and to, I uh, share, uh, share it with with you guys once I once I just dive into it.
3: Yeah, you know, speaking of heavier bands with with stories and characters, we haven't talked much about the band Fucked Up, but are you? Oh, into hell yeah! Yeah, they seem very up your alley. I, I've listened to a bit of the new album, which is like zodiac based and is the year of the horse, right? It's like uh, apparently they got a, a playwright to help them write it, and there's like characters and narrations and acts and it's about a, a horse who needs to get back to his home in the stars i mean that sounds like some some cool shit right there i uh, have I not, was like when, fucked up when did this uh i think really recently like in the last couple of weeks even maybe.
2: okay yeah because i didn't i didn't know this is uh, not
3: my joy boys yet although okay. i've listened to some of it and i do enjoy it but uh need to spend more, more time with it first but fucked up i was a good time yes um all right any more joyful items for you
2: Well, no, that was that was kind of my my primary thing, just uh, lifting up, lifting up my dudes. And also just I I love watching people who are amazing musicians, just watching them play people who just crush it on their instruments, Mm -hmm. people who are just their level of proficiency just blows my mind. I just uh, yeah. it, it really excites me to see, to see people just be so good at what they do. So, yeah. which is also part of why it's like, hurts to think that like, what's going to happen in these next couple weeks.
3: Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, for some reason in my house, we've watched several things lately that feature scenes of concerts or people at shows or whatever. And I, uh, annoy my wife by going, I want to see live music. Like <laughs> uh, As I've said on this pod, there are two things that uh, truly bring me great joy uh, in this world. And I haven't been able to do them for the last year and a half. But one of them is seeing shows, which uh, hopefully we'll, we'll both be able to do soon. We'll see. Uh, the other is going to the movies, which I've done uh, twice now, baby. Oh, um, shit. The, uh, the second time uh, was earlier this week when I saw the first of the uh, joyful noises I'm going to make onto the pod, uh, <laughs> The Green Knight, um, which is a movie about uh, the medieval story, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Maybe familiar. A uh, you know, He's a knight in King Arthur's court. He is challenged by this mysterious Green Knight to uh, battle him, and then he sort of has to go find him and have this hero's journey. Um, and this movie is uh, directed by David Lowry who has done a lot of movies I liked. He did the movie A Ghost Story. Um, he did uh, the Pete's Dragon remake, which is actually surprisingly good if folks haven't seen it. Mm. Um, he's a really interesting filmmaker, and he uh, approaches this sort of medieval story in a really interesting way if you're if you're a film head i'm sure you've already either heard about this movie or if not um you would appreciate it a lot just like really really striking visuals um very sort of ambiguous storytelling that may mm. frustrate some people but that i find <laughs> oh yeah give it to me like unexplained and nuanced baby <laughs> um and
2: I, i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure we uh have this exact same conversation about tenet
3: <laughs> yeah well this is a better movie than Tenant, i will say <laughs> um so anyway i no. highly recommend <laughs> highly recommend Michael Caine does not appear in the Green Knight. Um,
2: so do I need to go fight this Green Knight? No. It's a different green. It's a green, it's a great, different green knight.
3: And he's great, but he's not he's, the green knight you But saw. he's not
2: the green knight. He, but he also died. But he's not um, dead yet,
3: but he well, will be. That is kind of the narrative that's <laughs> <Monday>, so <laughs> take that for what it's worth. <laughs> There's a lot of mysterious things happening, but I think, yeah, it's just, it's visually amazing. Sonically, the, the, the sound is incredible. I think there's a lot of interesting ha- things happening by way of sort of, um, religion and spirituality in it, okay. um, and nature and how those things, uh, intersect with each other. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Green Knight really, really into it. Um, another movie that is not so much, uh, a joy boy item, more of a sad boy item, but I am joyful about, uh, the fact that the it's a really good film and that people seem to be into it, which is the movie Pray Away, uh, which came out on Netflix uh, this week as we we're recording. I had a few friends who were involved in the making of it. Um, so I've kind of been hearing about how it happened along the way, but it seems to have been um, a pretty uh, big premiere on Netflix. A lot of people seem to be watching it and uh, have been impacted by it. And I think, you know, it's, it's a documentary about the sort of ex-gay movement um this you know pray the gay away conversion therapy right um thing that was big when we were growing up um in the youth group culture of the 90s and you know some of us may have thought that that stuff went away and it really hadn't it has stuck around for a long time and it's still um you know for survivors uh leading people to trauma that they have to overcome. And, and for a lot of people drove them, uh, unfortunately to taking their lives. And so right. there wasn't, uh, they were not able to survive the kind of trauma that these programs put people through. So it's heavy, heavy stuff, but I it ultimately, um, optimistic in terms of the people profiled and sort of how they came away from that, how they've maybe still been able to find connection to God or to community, um, to others, um, you know, in spite of what they had been told in these groups. And I think it'll resonate with a lot of our folks in terms of a lot of the things that we've covered on the show, you know, the kind of the nineties sort of mega church youth group culture that um, was very on fire for the Lord. And as we've talked about, was often led by people who had no training whatsoever to be (laughs) um, helping people with these things. Uh, There were not people with mental health backgrounds or even seminary backgrounds, you know, drilling into, a lot of people who are largely kids that they were no good. And right. it's it's like another angle of the thing that we talk about so often on the pod with these lyrics from these bands who are teenagers who are just like, I'm so disgusting. God, I'm worthless. I'm awful. Right. Yes. And it's like, you're really not, you're, you're doing fine. Like, and these yeah. kids were good kids and that's what makes it even more heartbreaking. So anyway, I, yes. I definitely recommend checking it out, but, but be warned that there is some, some pretty heavy stuff yeah. in it.
2: I, um, I contemplated it the other night. And I've just not been in an emotional space yeah. in the last month or so that I'm like, I, I can't, I yeah, can't yeah. do this right now. Understandable. So, so I was like, I, I do know, I do, as you were saying, it's important to kind of get like that first initial release bump. So it, it sort of tracks that people are interested in this, but uh, for those, I guess who people who can handle, handle the heavy at the moment, uh, yeah i i mean it's it's on my list and yeah i just know that it's just gonna coming from our own church backgrounds yes. with our former denomination and just feeling like the ways that so many queer friends of ours have been hurt it, it's just it it's it sucks so yeah um, yep. I just need. To, I think I just need to steal myself to to watch it and, and just and maybe watch it with somebody so I can process yep.
3: afterwards. Probably a good idea. Yeah. Um, give me a call if you need to. <laughs> Certainly, I'll probably
2: polo you and cry yeah. and be like. <laughs> that's
3: what that's what we're about these days, baby. Poloing and crying. <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean, I, I, I pretty much pretty much every polo that I send to John these days is just like what
3: even is life
2: man (laughs) yeah what even is anything you know that's that's just sort of that's just sort of my my deal these days yeah that's just the vibe of the world right now just
3: turn that emo dial up just week after week (laughs) after week yeah man um well anyway that's what these things that's exactly uh these things are, are bringing us some level of joy in a weary world so check them out everyone
2: yes uh, so we don't have a game this week, John, uh, because I was having a hard time finding inspiration from a uh, from a six song EP that I have some mixed yeah, or maybe not mixed feelings about. Um, so I think we just need to we say we jump into it. I like it. Take a break. Mm-hmm. Come back. And talk about the very last release yeah. of music from Gody Hook, six songs.
3: What exactly makes Beyonce the queen bee? How do we feel about Ariana Grande's use of rap vernacular? And most importantly, what's better, chamomile
1: or spiced chai? We ponder all of this and more on Hot Tea Hot Takes, now a part of the Rock Candy Podcast Network. Our show is just two friends drinking tea and discussing music, culture, politics, and anything
3: else that comes to mind. We cover everything from Mozart to Megan Thee Stallion. New uploads are posted weekly. Look for it wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you soon. Bye! This is, this is not yet magnifrite Pod.
2: <laughs> this is not magnifrite Pod Pod yet. Um, we're back. We are talking six songs. Of the last release mm-hmm. coming out two thousand two. Yes, erroneously attributed to any number of years right. across the internet. Um, but uh, from. Our sources, 2002, seems to be the date.
3: Yes. Pretty pretty tricky to find much information out there on this record. Um, But yes, we believe released 2002 on Velvet Blue Records, which was an indie label founded by Jeff Cloud, uh, who had been in Starflyer and Joy Uh Electric. Um, I don't know who produced it. (laughs) Maybe the band. Uh, It's tough to find much. Um, Be interesting to hear more. Next week, when we talk yes. to Joel Bell about yes. how uh, this record came to be, how they ended up with Velvet Blue, um, I'm, I'm very eager to hear more about this one in particular because I, the first time, what's the question? <laughs> when did I first hear of six songs? It was yes. like uh, this season for sure. I never knew this existed until this no, me year. neither, me neither. Yeah.
2: I this I uh, I missed this completely. Yeah, this is not something that was on my radar until. I think maybe we started covering or we are starting to like talk about covering goatee hook. And I was like, I don't know what, I don't know what this is.
3: Yeah. I was very um, curious and I I am a little bit glad that I found it now versus back then, because I, I don't think I, I don't think my heart was prepared to receive it No, in 2002. That was also Um, my
2: freshman year in college. And we all know, um, Your freshman year in college is when you sort of toss aside your childish things and you start to try and like get into new, more mature music. And so I think those, some of that, especially my college freshman year, is when I really started getting into jazz and metal. Yeah. And like a lot more indie and hip hop. Right. And so I like punk stuff was sort of like not where my head was at my freshman year of college. So even if I did hear this, I mean, it's not it's not even remotely punk anyway. Yeah, this so, is
3: this is the furthest away from their early days. Uh, yes. Of anything they've done for sure. Um, I mean, overall, not my vibe. Um, but there are certainly elements I appreciate. And I do think, like I said, with two years to never, if I look at it on its own terms and I get on its wavelength, I do think there's plenty to appreciate here. Now it's like even less my lane than two years to never. Um, you know, as we said last week, that was sort of more comparable to maybe what Juliana theory and bands like that were doing around that same time. This is less in the sort of emo directions they pushed on that record and more a continuation of some of the hair metal adjacent uh sort of crunchy garage rock, butt rock. Uh this sound. this sound.
2: Yeah. This, you know, you joked about how two years never had some butt rock on it. And I sort uh, of bristled at that and like, no, I don't I wouldn't really call so much of it butt rock. This six songs. I feel like they jumped in a time machine and went back a full decade yeah. to early 90s. It I feel like this this these six songs have more in common with uh, with like Pearl Jam than it does th- the first Goody Hook record
3: for sure and i i that's another thing that i'm like curious about i know that they you know wanted to be taken a little more seriously and or maybe in a different place in terms of songwriting so that's another thing i'm eager to hear more about but i will say so on the sort of press release they put out with the record they said for fans of the cults black rebel motorcycle club and tsol um, you know the cults hair metal adjacent uh, which makes some sense here uh, Black Girl Motorcycle Club, you know, that sort of crunchy, fuzzy garage rock, there's certainly elements of that. TSOL is interesting. I mean, I think of them as being more like a hardcore band, but they definitely did move in a more straight rock direction. So those are all bands that I like. And once I sort of got that frame of reference for it, like it makes more sense for the sort of vocal influence in particular, you know, these kind of flamboyant singers um and once I was like okay that's kind of the vibe you're going for it it all kind of made a little more sense to me but not not traditionally my lane of uh, preferred rock
2: no um no we we've talked about how i'm more i'm i'm more of a fan of pop rock or right. alt rock kind of stuff than you are This does not fall into that category for me. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I can get down with some, with some more grunge or pop rock stuff, but this, this just doesn't do it for me, like even a little. And which is sad because for the last conversation that we have about, Goaty hook music like the last thing that we're Talking about it just sort of like bums me out That we we can't For me like I, I wish we could end On a little bit of a higher Note and a less Critical note but um, Yeah, th- yeah I it just It's there's just Not uh, the So I'll say this the musicianship You can clearly Tell yes that over The course of their time together like are they better musicians than sumo surprise obviously yeah the 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 guitar work and and in the song structures they're they're playing with a lot there's a lot happening it's not a straight ahead uh you know three chord punk song that anybody can hammer out they're doing some stuff on here that is different and we talked last week about some of those swings that they took Mm -hmm. on two years to never and sometimes that they there were some swings and they connected and sometimes there were some swings and misses Mm -hmm. um i i i can appreciate the musicianship and the shredding that's happening yeah and what they're doing like i can i can appreciate that there is Uh, some better musicianship happening on this, on these six songs. It's not my vibe.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mostly agree with that. I do think once I'm kind of able to get into the vibe, I can appreciate it more um, on the level that it's going for rather than just being like, but this doesn't sound like banana man. That's Um, that's
2: not even, that's not even what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not like at this point, that's a foregone conclusion. Sure. Like after two years to never like we're not getting banana man again. Right. And, right. and that's fine. I'm not expecting bands to make the same album over and over and over again. And there's just, there's just, uh, I, I don't, I don't know this. I don't know if the, it's hard to, it's hard to know. And these are, these are questions for Joel, like the songwriting influence, over their, over their discography, yeah. Like, who had the input on, on Sumo Surprise versus six songs? You know, like right. how did that how did that songwriting break out? Like, how did those how did that come to be? And, um, you know, could be, um, you know, Mark, that yeah. he, you know being in, introduced to the band, and that there's some more of his, uh influence on some of the on some of the songwritings and the directions of uh, yeah. of some of that stuff um, um or maybe you know by this time joel was like he was the primary guy at this point like and he was right. just like i'm gonna this is gonna be my pet project or whatever i don't know but yeah. there's just that this direction um this bigger shift i feel like if they honed what they were doing with two years to never i would have been like okay cool but this sure. is like this is like a, a, a different direction completely. It's not just like, we're going to kind of like tweak it a little bit. This is yeah. very different.
3: Right. Yeah. If you heard this and see my surprise back to back, it'd be shocking to find out it's the same band. And we should say it's down to just uh, the three of them at this point. Right. Joel, yes. Jamie and Adam. Yep. Um, I'm assuming maybe there's some guests along the way here and there. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I do think musically they sound good. I think, um, it, production wise it sounds good i mean the vocals could be louder in the mix sometimes for me i think but overall i think it sounds pretty good production wise um you know vocally you know i like some yelly joel yeah i like me some croony joel but uh, rockstar joel isn't especially my bag um but again if i'm kind of like what am I, I'm like I'm at the Viper Room in L.A. with some leather pants, and it's 2002. I'm like, maybe I could get into this. I don't know. Um, so that's probably enough context. Unless you have other thoughts,
2: you know. There's there's one song with a female vocalist. Yes, don't um, that is. yeah. We I can't. I have a. I don't have any liner notes, um, and. All music is usually a good resource for right. credits. Um, we don't, I don't have that from them. Yeah. Uh, this time around, uh, Discogs is also uh, yeah, letting think, us down.
3: Yeah. So, no, I don't know who she is. She sounds good. We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, I like the vibe that she brings. Yeah. Uh, much like the female vocalist we've heard in the last few records. Um, yeah,
2: I mean I'm assuming uh um, one of them, one of them. But let's uh should we just get into it? Let's do it. Uh first track uh head like a hole. I mean, I mean drop dead. <laughs> <laughs> Tar tone sounds great though. Yes it is. It just sounds like like motley crew
3: <laughs> it does kind of uh it's my number three <laughs> uh didn't make yeah, your list no no here's what i'll say um i mean they're owning it it's there's a <laughs> to open it and to close big big butt rock riff uh full hair metal vocals i mean full tilt but i will say once they get to the chorus, that's really fun. I really think it's like a driving energy to that. It is a driving energy. Course.
2: I think the song would be fun uh live. I yes. think a lot of these songs would be fun live. Yeah. It's just an example of of putting them on and <clears throat> not being here for it. Like I just I'm just I can't, I don't, I don't I I <sighs> I feel I feel bad, you know, like sure. Um but I, you know, cuz last week I was talking about how, you know, I can uh, you know, when I was talking about the song It's All Right and I'm like can't you picture like Joel like, you know, leaning right. over the edge of the stage, mic in his hand, being like and I feel like I can visualize yeah. This but the sort of hair metal cheese that's kind yeah. of vibes that I'm getting uh, it, it just it's just like it's a bit it's a bit tough and don't you don't you I joked at the beginning that I was like I call it head like a hole but like bow <laughs> down before that. the one you serve yes, you're I, going to get what you deserve
3: I definitely I <laughs> definitely You deserve. (laughs) Yeah, I did not pick up. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I obviously hear you, but I think so what I miss on this record is any song with punk drums and punk tempo. Give me that double time, and it's just not there. And that chorus feels a little bit like that to me, you know, where it's like, okay, now we're we're going somewhere. Um, it's driving it's propulsive I, I like that energy a lot once they get there um as you said the guitar parts I think the guitar parts in the bridge are really fun the guitar sounds great throughout this album yeah um,
2: the, the guitar tone it's everything is mixed really well with the exception as you noted of the vocals yes which feel a little pulled back
3: they do it's and it doesn't it's not a good um match for how much everything else is is being pushed you know what i mean yeah it, it it needs to be up to 10 like all the other elements are so that does stand out a bit um lots of you know wah-wah pedal all over the place and just solos all over the place and just i don't know i think if you're moving in that direction of being a super guitar guitar solo driven band um your guitar has to sound good and it, and it does on this album um yeah I don't know. I lyrically another one, kind of like uh, "Tears to Never," where it's like, is this about the band ending? Is it about a relationship ending? Uh, Could you find s- lyrics online? I did. You can, you can find them. You can find those at least. Liner notes, not so much. Yeah. Um. So I'll be handling the lyric analysis <laughs> on this episode. Um, yeah, I
2: couldn't. I. I mean, I. I couldn't. Uh... I found uh, lyrics for yeah. I like I didn't like Genius. You know, normally you'll, you'll Genius find... has all of them.
3: You can find them. Really? on Really? Yeah. So if you find like the album on Genius, you can go through the songs. I will say, um, not their most complex lyrics on this record. Um, I think many of them seem to sort of be along these lines of an end of a relationship, whether that's a, you know, romantic relationship or, or friendship or band ending, it seems to kind of have that heaviness, not in the same way that two years to never did of like, you know, a, a parent figure leaving, but like an awareness that the band is ending that seems to kind of loom over this. And right. I have to imagine that by the time they were doing this, they kind of knew that was the case. Um, so that, that dynamic does kind of hang over where it's like, is this about a band ending you know the band ending is this about a relationship ending so anyway drop dead my number three all right darling
1: (laughs) slow down darling the music's on we're dancing so slow Just for fun The candle's melted Your face is strong
3: This is my number 1.
2: This is my number 3.
3: Okay. I thought you you were shaking your head as I was jamming there, so I thought you would Look bro,
2: this, but... look bro. There's six <laughs> songs on this record. Yeah, this one rules. <laughs> <laughs> it uh it it almost has like a Depeche Mode Oh yeah. kind of vibe to it, especially like that the the bass thing. It, the bass and the uh yeah, it, it's once it gets to the once it gets to the chorus.
3: The chorus kicks ass, dude. You know, it, it, Let's it, go anywhere.
2: Yeah. go it it it, it 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 wins me over by the chorus. But yes, I agree. If it, it, if they hadn't
3: have gotten to that chorus, I might have been like lukewarm, but I, I like yeah. that chorus a lot. It's really catchy.
2: Yeah.
3: Um yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't mind the sort of prog rocky pedal and sounds in the intro. I think that's kind of a cool vibe. Um, but yeah, once they get to that. It's like an interesting propulsive tempo in the chorus. And I like the relationship between the verse and the chorus where it's like the verse is sort of doing its own sort of slinky thing and then it gets yeah. to this chanty chorus. I like that. Yeah. Um as you said, there's like a there's this fuzzy bass throughout that I'm into. Yeah. Um
2: some weird effect on it. I don't know how yes. to describe Yeah, there's like, I, it's like, it's almost like breathy.
3: Right. Yeah, I'm into it. Um, but the ending is perhaps my favorite part. It's got some whoa, whoa gang vocals, back into some weird sounds and then a cool closing riff. Could we hear that at 251?
2: Yeah, this it. is this is a uh, an example, as I was saying, of a song that you're like. I think live would win that's me over yeah. and be really, really fun. But that, yeah, there's some cool effect that they have going on. Yeah. On that bass Bow. that it's that's very it has an 80s has an 80s vibe
3: to it. Yes, for sure. All these songs have an 80s vibe to it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I'm there. This is the one. Song that I'm fully on board for, I would say. Um, so anyway, um, you know, I'm I'm trying. I'm, I'm in my head right now because I'm thinking about the set list that we're going to talk about. And you know, spoiler alert: I didn't put any songs from this record on there. But I'm like, should I? Should Darling have snuck in there? Let be pretty no. fun. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. With the definitive no, um, bro. There, are, there if You get ten. <laughs> too many the, other songs. You get I ten
2: hook songs, and hey, it's tough you, to make the ten. And to bump something just yeah, to yeah. just to include something from this
3: you know? on the other hand let's go <laughs> um mm. i think uh thematically it is a love song um uh, but it is not clear to me whether it is a makeup song or a breakup song but either way it's a rocky love song um anyway darling,
2: darling. Uh, uh, uh let it ride not to be con- uh confused with let's ride
1: And you know it's on. Getting's good, and the day is gone. Hit the strip in the city of sin. Double down, 21 to win. Better it ride it, I'm taking.
3: Go on and save yourself. <laughs> Take it out on me. Uh, I don't really like this one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's um, it it has a uh, this is a convertible top down <laughs> driving song. Yes. Like in some
4: <laughs> in like the the some desert, sort thing. of like
2: in some sort of like gambling movie. Yes, absolutely. You're, j- you're just like they're like on the, on the, in the desert drive into Vegas and <laughs> like, yeah. you know, just some wide shots of a, of a convertible <laughs> driving through the yeah. desert,
3: you know, pulling up to yeah Vegas. <laughs> yeah. um But
2: it's a, it's a, it's a good enough riff, but yeah.
3: Yeah. That, like I said, it kind of reminds me of audio slave or rage that, yeah i don't know i just can't take the vocals seriously here it's just too it's like a buck cherry kind of like oh my
2: god (laughs) bro don't don't make joel
3: cancel on us okay sorry it's just like you know what i mean though it's kind of that like
2: it's yeah it has yeah
3: yeah it (laughs) it's just not my vibe it's just not for (laughs) me there's kind of this like arena rock like stroke me stroke me kind of vibe <laughs> going on <laughs> there's a yeah in the ending i don't know it's just like every sort of rock cliche about gambling yeah. makes it into this one uh, yeah. it's not it's not my favorite entry on this record but once again and, uh, you know fun I, I would have fun i've uh, always
2: i've always said that uh let it ride is the uh crazy bitch of of gody hoax discography
3: were you, were you looking at buck cherry's hit songs
2: <laughs> do you remember do you know that song i mean you, i
3: remember buck Cherry. but
2: there's like i think crazy bitches they're they're like playing in like a like a jail cell or something
3: right. yeah there yeah. was a moment when that stuff was all over and i just it was just never for me
2: no yeah it's it's not it's not for me a
3: little even a little <laughs> you know what uh you know what it is though i like those ghosts in the graveyard baby yeah yes Ooh, spooky i'm here for
2: this
1: From what was nothing, you left, and there was something more to say. Absence has denied me second chances. With hope and time, I thought.
3: most of the song that is most
2: of the song but it's my number one
3: yeah it. uh i really debated between this and drop dead for my number three but it, it's just outside my top three
2: yeah i i this is one of the songs i'm like i i as far as like within the context of these six songs yeah. yes what they're i think that they're doing something interesting on this song that is not Yes. <laughs> this isn't their their Vegas gambling, you know, Buck no, Cherry song. This no. is, they're doing something a little interesting here. This is, yes. this is so, this is kind of outside what we've heard so far. Yeah. And I like, it's like, here's a female vocalist for right. half or more of the song. Yeah. And I'm, I'm here for that. I think that's kind of cool. And the, the sort of like the phaser vocals or whatever that they're doing, you know, I think that's cool. I, 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 I like that.
3: Yeah, I really dig the female vocalist again. Hopefully we can find out who she is and the kind of spooky vibe of that opening. As I said, you know, the, the idea of ghost in the graveyard. I'm obviously here for that. Um Did I you play Ghost in it, the
2: Graveyard as a kid?
3: Oh no. Is that like a board game or something? Not what? No, it's a is it a tabletop game?
2: No, dude. It's a it's like a it's like a kind of tag.
3: Oh, maybe I didn't and you like and you but you
2: did it at night. Oh, cool! You never, I mean, you never play Ghost in the Graveyard? Okay, I don't uh, play Magpod, you play? Magpod Nation. Uh, are you, like I'm now. I'm very curious because I thought this was like a ubiquitous sort of like Midwest game. Like, or maybe it's not Ghost in the Graveyard. Is this uh Is this any? Is this something anybody else is familiar with? Um, this this game. It's sort of like a form of tag, but you play it. You play it at night.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm googling it, and and people seem to know what it is but there are different kinds of versions of it there are
2: know. i'm sure i'm sure there's every every probably neighborhood had their own version of Ghost in the graveyard their own their own rules but Look, um, i
3: forgot what pectin is i forgot what <laughs> ghosts in the graveyard is i don't remember anything okay i probably right. loved it as a kid um but it sounds like a cool tabletop game also um, there you go yeah i don't know my 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 issue is just like it, it, once that I don't mind the sort of song that it turns into, but it's just not as interesting after that sort of intro.
2: There's look, there is not a, there is not a hook on this record that jumps out to me. There's not a chorus. There is not a bridge necessarily. I mean, well maybe, maybe coming up, but like I, there's not a song on this record that like where something gets stuck in my head because it's super, super memorable. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know why that is necessarily, but this is maybe because it's newer to me, but yeah, there's, there's nothing super striking or memorable about these songs.
3: Yeah, I do. I mean, um, I like when she comes back in, like her vocal part is kind of working with Joel's and the sort of, I think it's the like pre-chorus maybe, but that part is cool where they've got kind of two different things going on. Um, I think the ending is is kind of fun. They go into this um. Doo-doo, 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 that yeah. There we go. Yeah.
2: Yeah, fucking rules.
3: I think that's great. Um. But always reminds me anytime there's a riff like that of "blind man stood by the road and he cried." (laughs) (laughs) Will never not remind me of that. Jesus, Um, Jesus, Um, great song. Um, (laughs) Another one that uh, "woman sat
2: by the well and she cried."
3: (laughs) Show me the way. (laughs) What a jam! Um... (laughs) Let's get a let's get a hardcore version of it. Ooh, there's probably one that.
2: Exists, Show me right? the
1: way. <laughs> Show me the word. Show <laughs> me the truth. This. <laughs> Jesus. She's
3: double bass. We've got a, a six-song EP of this coming up. Hardcore covers of uh of youth group worship songs. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty good. Um Another one. Uh, Jesus
1: uh, <laughs> set by the wheel and she died. Oh.
3: <laughs> Oh man, this is, we could do this all night. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, another one that's about uh, an end of a relationship in one way or another. Uh, Not sure if death here is like the metaphor for the end of a relationship or literally about death, uh, but that seems to be the kind of, vibe on this one um I agree I definitely wavered it was in my top three in different spots various points and ultimately some of those riffs and uh some of the other songs beat this out but I do I, I think the vibe of this one is definitely cool
2: yeah I just felt like um i I wanted to just shout out the yeah. the song that to me felt the most yeah unique and different and the one that was like ooh. You know, yes. Three quarters of this song is doing something right kind of interesting and fun. And you know, I don't know who this who this angel is, but I'm digging her voice. (laughs) Agreed. Um You bring me down, bro. Mm. Not you. Oh. The song. my number two.
3: It's my number two as well. Yes. Uh, I think the song rules. I, don't know. I have no complaints here.
2: No, I don't have any complaints either. This is in exactly kind of what I was talking about with. <laughs> are they is Joel and and Jamie and Adam are these are they better musicians by this point? Obviously, listen right. to this song.
3: Yeah.
2: Like even if you if you listen to this song and you're like this is not my vibe, they have chops in a different way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, sure. and so you can't listen to the song and be like, Oh, these guys are the same teenage kids. They're, obviously they've grown in just uh, in their musicianship and, uh, and whether this song is, you're like, "Ugh, this is not goaty hook. This is not, you know, middle ground. This is not, you know, you know, whatever. Shrinky dinks. Shrinky dinks. But this is, of course it's not, no, but just like the, the shredding and the, and the riffage is just like, you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. Like I can, I can just, for me, this is like, I could see this at, uh, just some small club and being like, Oh man, this, this kind of fucking rules. Yeah. Especially absolutely. if it was a, a three piece, you'd be like, Oh fuck. Yeah. These Yeah right. It'd be There's so cool. Sound
3: coming out of these. It'd be
2: so good. It'd be so good. So I'm here. I'm here for this song.
3: Yeah. I, it is interesting that <laughs> even with six songs, we only overlap on one. Uh, we always find a way to do that. Um, but I mean, we have two of the same top three, just different. Is because.
2: That right? Yeah. Because I said, uh, I said, uh, uh was it a darling was my number 3?
3: Yeah. Oh, did you say that? I guess I missed that. Well, okay, I said you, oh, yeah, whatever you didn't say that.
2: Yeah, whatever your your number 1 was my number Sorry. 3.
3: Sorry. Okay. 2 out of the 3 we overlapped on. Yeah. I am a fool. Um just the, fools, bro. <laughs> ooh. Um but yeah, I think this one really has that kind of black rebel motorcycle club uh jet sound, you know.
2: Ooh, yeah, jet. Yeah. Well, Barack
3: Crunchy yeah, bar rock guitar. Um, and I cannot resist those gang vocals. Uh, no, so again, yeah, for sure. I'll say overall the lead vocals, maybe not quite there for me, but I think, again, that might be a case of if he was louder and, and thicker in the mix, I think it would make a difference. It just feels a little thin with the rest yeah. of it. Um, I,
2: know, I know you like a thick boy. I like,
3: I like a thick mix <laughs> from a thick boy. Um, but... Uh, yeah, again, the, the chorus is super catchy. The guitar is super fun throughout. Um, and I do want to hear uh, another know. part of this. I feel like the endings of the songs are what really get me here. But this building repeated end chorus into this explosion is great. Yes.
2: Oh yeah. This is so great. Is this yeah. my number one? I know, right? I'm like, maybe I made a mistake. <laughs> maybe this I made a fucking rule. Yeah, like that, that end is almost enough Ugh, for me to is. switch it to my number one. That's really good. Maybe man. I should. Jesus.
3: I'm on the fence. I'm uh, on the fence.
2: <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. I'm switching it. I'm <laughs> okay. switching Ghost in the Graveyard and you bring me down. So it's you bring me down. Isn't that my number one? Ghost in the Graveyard, number two. And then, uh, darling
3: yeah i think i've got darling number one just barely beating out you bring me down at two dropped out at three but uh boy that ending sure shreds that that
2: Um, that that does it for me i mean that's yeah it that that kills that kills it it's just so good
3: it's another one that like if we were at a show and we were like arms around everybody (laughs) yeah Ah, that sounds so fun it's so good um
2: and then, like another, the double time, finally yeah. getting into some so like,
3: like, oh, it, it feels so... like funk a little.
1: <laughs> Ooh,
3: hell yeah, dude! Oh, man, Ready. I like that a lot. Yeah, um, another one lyrically about a uh, relationship that went bad <laughs> seems to be <laughs> the common theme here. Uh, There's one more. the The sixth song's name is Robert the, Paulson. The, the song is Robert Paulson. <laughs> That's right.
2: This song is Robert Paulson.
3: In death, the song has a name. Its name (laughs) is Robert Paulson. (laughs) Oh...
1: Far away from true compassion All the freedom we could want and more On a platform made of our game There's a voice that spoke out in
2: Arguably the most punk song on this yeah, record.
3: I guess that's true, which is interesting because it it doesn't really do much for me. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? it doesn't. It's
2: it's. The, I mean, I like. I would say it's a. Uh, it's up there higher than Drop Dead for me. Okay. Um, but. Uh, there there are only really a handful of moments on this EP that, are really standouts for me sure and uh it's it's when things sort of like do something a little bit different but right and even yeah. though robert robert paulson is like a is kind of like a, has a, some more punk elements uh even on an ep of a lot of hair metally adjacent jams that still is not interesting enough to make my top three <laughs>
3: Yeah, I agree. It kind of just doesn't go into the next gear for me ever. Um, you know, it's fine. Um, I can't really figure out the lyrics. It seems to be kind of about taking a stand, like doing enough, uh, and maybe it ties into fight club in that way, perhaps maybe that's a reach. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not, uh, not my favorite song, not necessarily my favorite last goatee hook entry <laughs> ever. It's kind of a bummer that that's how, it, that's how it all ends. But um, I don't know, I, yeah, I, like I said, I was thrown upon initially hearing this record, spending more time with it. I can, I can really appreciate certain elements of it. Um, so a fascinating conclusion. To the Goody Hook discography,
2: absolutely. A, um, I'm I'm curious if when recording this, if they knew like this would be their their last venture.
3: I believe they did. I believe I had seen that, but you know, we'll we'll confirm that.
2: We'll confirm. We'll confirm. Um, so yeah, that was six songs. Yeah, and John, that was Goody Hook.
3: It was, boy, kind of sad to close the the lid of the box. I know. And, uh, the box,
2: that one was called The Box. Yeah, Foodline. Food we haven't line. opened the
3: box in a while. Not, I'm glad. Not too many problematic I, songs in a while. No,
2: I am <laughs> super glad we haven't opened up the box in a while. I yeah. was getting exhausted opening up the box seemingly Just like, like oh, every my week. My arms
3: were so tired of opening up the <laughs> box. It's
2: like, oh, God. Like, you know, so relief uh that there have been some boxless uh episodes for a while (laughs) um but so john as is the case Mm. for whenever we wrap up a band we got to do our 10 song set lists it's true but also we gotta we gotta do our rankings yes so uh
3: these rankings will come as a surprise to no one and will take all of 10 seconds, but
2: <laughs> so do, we, so do you, so we, do we want to do, we'll start with, so we're going to do, um, four albums. We're going to do yeah. sumo banana man songs. We didn't write and two years to never, those are the four albums that we're going to, yep. uh, put in our, our, uh, rankings. We're not doing any of the, We're not doing this EP, we're not doing their, like their EP demos or anything like that. Um, So uh, do you wanna start
3: with your number four? Sure, my number four, Two Years to Never.
2: My number four is Songs we Didn't Didn't Write.
3: write. This is the one, I knew we were gonna have two differences here. Um, And I debated this, I mean, Two Years to Never as an overall, um, achievement of songwriting I think is clearly better than songs we didn't write, but songs we didn't write is just so much more in my vein. There's so many bands I love that they cover, there's true punk on it, which I don't know if you can necessarily say about Tears to Never, it's just more in my lane, even if I sort of appreciate the big swings on Tears to Never more than maybe a, a covers album.
2: Yeah, it's I, uh, I just think that the, the, when it comes to a covers record, while I can appreciate the, the punk elements and what they were doing, I, I think the creative, the ways that they moved Goaty hook forward on, on two years to never uh, just surpasses because like what we talked about on songs that we didn't write is a lot of the covers are just like a one to one. They weren't like right. there's there wasn't really anything on that that uh, with a handful of exceptions that I felt like were yeah remarkable. They were just sort of like and here is a punk version of Willie Nelson and here is a punk version of right. whatever and with the exception of something like acquiesce by Stavesacre or uh the pixies or you know just like songs that like you're like okay this is i see i could see this being performed live in a way that's like that could be really fun successful but um or even the cars it's still like yeah good but it's not like I it's a covers record and it, it achieves what it wants to achieve, but it's um I do think my number three is a better achievement, which is two years to never.
3: Yes. And my number three is songs We didn't write. Sure. Um yeah, I will say there's a there's a pretty big gap between one and two and three and four for me here in terms of how much I appreciate the albums.
2: Um, Yeah. And I will also say this, that like, um, I, I have one song from songs we didn't write on my Goaty hook set list. And I mm. have two from two years to never.
3: Yeah. I have zero from songs and two from two years, so maybe I should switch mine as well. I don't know. Um, but I know the order of our uh, two at the top are also going to be swapped. Uh, yes.
2: So my number two is
3: Banana Man. Yeah, and mine is Sumo's Prize. Yeah. But I, I dearly love Sumo and Banana. I think they are like probably most gody hook fans i don't know maybe that's not uh, fair maybe well we just we
2: just read some comments tonight that that was their favorite one that
3: two years was their favorite yeah so maybe it's not fair but you know for me those are sort of the that's the definitive gody hook sound for me those two records and there are lots of interesting things in the other three that we've covered but really it's those those two are pretty like unimpeachable for me um and I, I found more to appreciate in sumo as we listen to it, but Man's still my number one, though.
2: Totally fair, totally justified. I understand why. Um, a in a in an alternate reality where Banana Man has a better mix, yeah, m- maybe that would make a difference. But in in this in this current reality, when you factor in, uh the way that how that that sumo surprise was my first goatee hook record and uh and how they were very early on like sumo surprise and teenage politics were among my first two christian punk records when i was in eighth grade and like how that just was just so life-shifting for me yeah, that's that's just it's, it's just the way that teenage politics and sumo surprise are always going to be a part right. of my right. a part of my story, a part of my punk rock story.
3: Yep. And I came to Banana Man first. And so it works in the same way for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, those are those four records. Yeah. Uh, be curious to hear how. Those rank uh, for. Other folks and other folks' thoughts on six songs for sure. Curious about that, but gotta get to that set list, baby.
2: <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh,
3: every band we cover, we come up with a little challenge for ourselves where we make a uh, unrealistic ten song <laughs> <laughs> set that the bands may perform in some kind of, you know, perhaps a festival where they're playing ten songs. We don't know. We're just limiting it to ten. Um, and I feel like we do varying degrees of how likely these are to happen. I think mine today, you know, I sometimes say, oh, Andrew, you went for something that's like never, that's, I'm trying to go for something that might actually be real. This, this set would never happen uh, that I've prepared for Goaty Hook, so I'm making my peace with that, that uh, this is a little outside uh, what might actually come to uh, come to reality. But anyway, I had fun making it.
2: All right, let's hear it.
3: All right, set list, Goaty Hook, reuniting uh very exciting in this alternate reality where this is happening uh they're like john what 10 songs should we play i'm like thank (laughs) you for asking the best kickoff song in my opinion banana man it's how the best album of theirs in my opinion kicks off it would be a great start to a set um i will say up top six of my ten are from banana man so wow (laughs) pretty lopsided there but wow It's by far my favorite of theirs and it's, you know, how I came to know them and why they became one of my favorites. I love that album deeply. And I just couldn't, uh, there were too many that I, uh, and there were a bunch that I wish I could have. Honestly, my Goody Hook set is, is Banana Man straight (laughs) through. That's what I would (laughs) like to see. Um, But so you got Banana Man kicking things off uh, and then it could bleed right into the next one, which is Seasons. Mm. I think it's a good second song. It's a beloved song, keeping that energy level up. Now you've rocked so hard for this first two with those old school songs. You go into lullaby for number Ooh. three.
2: Oh, fascinating. <laughs> Slown- I'm fascinated by this. Okay. 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 I'm, 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 listening. I'm listening.
3: <laughs> Slowing it down a bit at the beginning. Jesus. You know, after those first couple mm-hmm. songs, you got to chill out a little, but then, you know, the rocking energy comes up a, a little more, you know, it's a little chiller energy though, but um there's some rock in there. And then we, we got to, break up those those harder rocking songs with something so lullaby goes then into cowboy andrew's favorite of course of Um, course
2: of course you did
3: because after (laughs) because bust out those whips everybody that's right everyone will be handed out whips ahead of time at this (laughs) dream scenario of mine um So we blow through those two classic songs at the top of the set. We move into lullaby for a different era, different kind of sound. Then you got to go back to another silly song. So that's why Cowboy's in there. All right. right. Now, my usual go-to for these sets is to have a little mini hardcore set, kind of uh, two-thirds of the way through. But there were too many hardcore songs I wanted to hear, and I kind of tried to break up the sort of heavier songs here. So after Cowboy, we're going into Middle Ground. Um, Wonderful song. Uh, Opening up the pit and then we go into Chevy which Chevy Nova? Yeah, Chevy yeah. Nova. Chevy which Nova. is still heavy but a little bit bouncier. It's kind of a different energy. It's not just straight pit songs necessarily back to back. But then after that I'm going to break it up. So I'm going love by the numbers. Um, not a song in my top 3. I know it was for you, but I I do love it deeply and I think fans would want to hear it. I think people want to hear that song live. And you know, you can imagine the like like if you hear that, everybody's gonna go nuts. And then you run in the middle of the pit. Um, so kind of change of pace there. Another classic. But then we gotta switch it up again. So we go to my bike. Now I almost left off my bike. And again, another one not in my top three, but it's I had to fit this classic in, you know. Yeah. And I feel like it was a good spot before the two closing songs, which I feel good about the way it ends. So we go from my bike into South Capitol Street. Another favorite of mine, good, cathartic, hard-hitting, second to last. And then we close out with Gimme a Chance, which I know is not Andrew's favorite. But I think it's just a really fun, like, release for a final song. You know, it starts slow, then it explodes, then it slows down again. So that's six songs from Banana Man, two from Sumo, two from two years. Um, Too much Banana Man, perhaps. Uh, Too many (laughs) fast, hardcore songs. Possibly. But I tried to kind of break it up and, and do different eras a little bit here. And i you know, there's an argument to be made for so many different iterations of this, but uh, that's what that's what I'm going with today.
2: That is a fascinating set list. <laughs> we we share six. Okay. I mean that's we a fair share, amount. We share six of ten. Um so hit me. We we are opening. Uh with seasons, okay, um, so I think what I wanna hear, so I wanna hear that ringing guitar yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, watch out yeah
2: <laughs> like like that'd be and just yeah, like going into good. that dandy it just it just like it would kill
3: yeah that's mm, compelling argument
2: just like like maybe they're not on stage and you just hear that that ringing power chord. oh my (laughs) god everybody would lose their minds (laughs) lose their minds um and then and then you 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 don't even stop you go right into love by numbers and then just like you just keep that energy going like there's the, so in my set the energy pretty much does not never stop <laughs> it does not stop because right. you go from one two three four five you go right from that into <laughs> fucking south capitol street okay. <laughs> I like you just, it.
3: and you just kill it you just kill yeah. it probably be dead by that point but i like it
2: no you you can't be dead because by <laughs> song four you got fucking Middle ground, bro. Ooh, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> you I can't so believe tired. you. Lo- I can't believe you left off middle ground, bro.
3: Middle ground's in there. Wait, you had middle ground.
2: Yeah, it's D- did I miss five
3: it in there? I said we go cowboy to middle ground. Okay, Chevy Nova. Okay, so we have
2: we have seven then. Okay. okay, okay, because you go middle ground for me into Chevy Nova. Right on. And then also not in my top three, but you, I had to include Banana Man. Yeah. So. Banana Man's right. my number six. And then I had to include Shrinky Dinks. Sure. Uh, because you can't, that's another song like just everybody get would be super pumped. Yeah. And you also have to include also the classic, not in my top, but I don't think my bike was in my top three. No, neither but, was. But uh, so I, I threw in my bike, needed to have that, needed to have these in there because I felt like I needed to get a little bit of a, a representative uh, sampling of some of those those, those uh, fan favorites. <sighs> this is where it gets a little weird um, <laughs> because I threw in Where Is My Mind? Okay. I wanted to have, uh, you know, we talked about how certain covers you're like, do I need this on an album? Maybe not. I don't know. But I do know that they did cover Where Is My Mind Live? And it's an amazing song. They did a great job covering it. I want to see it live. I would love to be able to see them cover Where's My Mind Live. That's an appropriate place for that kind of a song. Um, and I close it with Lullaby. You might okay. think, how are you not closing with one of their more iconic songs? But I think Lullaby would just be... yeah such a great closer song yeah I agree. and for those those goatee hook fans that have stuck around um you know for for this record and and are into this record uh i think this could be a really fun and cool closing set uh song and uh as we have discussed with andy verdecchio when we did set lists, uh, he, this would probably be one of those sets that he'd be like, this is an impossible set (laughs)
3: defies (laughs) physics.
2: You have to break up the, uh, the intensity with a little bit. You have to give, but I don't know. I just, I just kept the intensity going for pretty much, uh, eight songs in a row. Yeah, that's
3: fair. No, I think that I, I, a strong set list, All songs I'd like to see, good order. Um, You know, there's so many, there's so many iterations of this. I really wrestled with this. I always spend way too much time on it, which is ridiculous. But it gets to the point that we want to see these bands, and this is the fifth band that we've covered the discography of now this season. And each one, I'm like, can I see some of these songs live? (laughs) (laughs) Now, like Slick Shoes. Oh yeah, I mean. Hard to argue with that. Man, oh, it's God. so fun to see them live. <laughs> no, but for uh, real, just imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. People would be going nuts. Yeah.
2: Oh, come on.
3: <laughs> it's a good opener. One, two, three, <laughs> come on. Yeah, Undeniable. It's, Undeniable. It's pretty hard to, to beat that. I oh, God, I'm that'd be so good. Having second thoughts. Um, <laughs> One, two, three, four. Yeah, I mean, slick shoes. We will hopefully see live again soon. That is um, that is conceivable. But uh, I mean, dogwood value pack Ace, scotty hook. I don't think we're seeing any of them anytime soon, sadly. Nope.
2: Nope. Uh, uh, my, uh, I think the only the last time I saw Goaty Hook was that that cornerstone, um, and I'm not sure on at what stage of their career this was in. But do you remember um, the year? I honestly don't. I, I really, blur. really don't.
3: It's all blur. Beautiful blur. Um, yeah. Well, I had so much fun going through them. They're a band that means a lot to me. Uh, yes. Um, kind of finding these these corners of their discography that I haven't spent much time in or spent much time in a long time has been really fun. Reappreciating their first two records in a way that I'm like, I have nothing to feel like. Uh, looking back on it, any embarrassment about i think they still hold up really oh, well oh oh definitely
2: um, not this there there is not there is not an a, an album in the goatee hook discography in in the ways that like we've listened back to some records where i'm just right. like yeah you know like so even much. some of the 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 songs on uh, on sumo surprise where you're like uh like track boy or whatever you're just like you know you're just, like I can I can like overlook that in in ways that I'm just like that's something like buy what right on on rusty by slick shoes I'm just yes. like uh, woof you know but there's nothing there's nothing really in this discography in their discography that I'm just like uh pulling into yikesville station there's right. nothing there's nothing like that
3: yeah no I agree um it's been it's a true joy. Man. It's been a true joy to listen to a lot of Gody Hook, um, and just yeah, have them have them back in my regular rotation. It's been it's been a lot of fun, and you know we're not done yet. More Gody Hook content coming your way, people. Ooh shit! <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, let us know what you think. Well, what what set list would you have? What what's your album ranking? What do you think about six songs? Give us that feedback. Uh, you can do that at Magnified Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Subscribe to the pod if you haven't already and give us a rating or a review. We will read your review on the pod. Email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763, 8727-MAG-POD. You can support us on the Patreon at patreon.com slash magnifiedpod. And we want to welcome oh, shit. our buddy, oh, mentioned last week, Dave Johnson. Welcome to... There you go. Maybe mine wasn't loud enough. We need more airs for Dave. Uh, welcome, Dave. Thank you so much. <laughs> There's something happening there, but I can't really hear it. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Dave, for, for joining us. Friend of the pod. Uh, all the Wilhelm screams for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Check out that Patreon content. Cool stuff going on over there all the time. Uh, you can also pick up some merch, maybe some decoder rings uh, in the future. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I,
2: I was I was definitely looking online uh for some <laughs> decoder rings to send to some our Patreon punks. All
3: right, perfect. I don't know, um, like I
2: don't know what a, I'm like looking at these secret decoder rings and I'm like they're kind of confusing. They're like uh they have like I don't know maybe we might I we might need to send send people something like let less of like a Cryptex, you know, lock, <laughs> puzzle sort Fair. of ring.
3: Fair enough. Um, well, MagPod Pogs coming, maybe. Yeah, magnified <laughs> we'll
2: Pogs, we'll, uh, we'll figure that out.
3: Yeah, we'll figure that out. Uh, check all that stuff out at magnifiedpod.storenvy.com. Thanks to Shadow Producer Jason at Unoriginal Vinyl. Thanks for sharing that uh, interesting history with Unoriginal Vinyl again this week. Absolutely. And thanks to Heavy Ordnance Studios for our artwork. Well... Our time in the penalty box is over for this week. We'll be back out on the ice next week when we'll welcome very special guest, Joel Bell.
2: And um, this one goes out to our buddy. Sean Matthews.